Welcome to the podcast of Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. We hope that you enjoy the sermons and other audio provided by us. Feel free to share what you find here, and we hope that it will be beneficial to you as you seek to know and follow Christ. If you turn in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24, Matthew chapter 24, Today we will begin in verse 29. It's good to spend a little bit of time thinking about Jesus coming again. It's good to look at these texts. Now, um, one thing we have to remember, I don't believe that Jesus gave us this information, these stories, so that we could make charts. (laughs) He didn't do that. He didn't inspire these words so that we could somehow kind of pinpoint whatever day he's coming. He didn't make he didn't make them so that we could kind of make a diagram of what it's all going to look like. He gave these to comfort us to so that we would know he's coming. He wins. He he gave us these things so that we would have strength and courage to stand up in the face of the things we face. He gave us these things so that we would have hope. Not to fulfill all of our speculations. But, on the other hand, He he has revealed some information about His coming. He has revealed it. And if it's revealed in Scripture, then it's worth looking at and thinking about how all these things fit together. Now, our hope is not in uh, knowing that we have the right view on what's going to happen at the end times. Our hope is in Jesus. Our hope is in the gospel that Jesus came and died for our sins. There are lots of different views on the end times. Uh, There's different views like there's the premillennial dispensationalist view, there's the historic premillennial view, there's the postmillennial view, there's the amillennial view, you've heard of the panmillennial view, it's all going to pan out, okay? Um, There's all of these different things, and different brothers and sisters in Christ hold those views. Um, our confession of faith, the Baptist faith and message, doesn't stay. You have to hold to any particular one of those. Um, I hold what I would call a historic premillennial view. Um, and uh, maybe um, I, that means I believe that when Jesus comes, he, he is going to uh, set up his millennial kingdom. Uh, that, that he will reign for a thousand years here on earth. Um, I believe that's what's going to happen. Um, But uh, that may be different than what many of you may have grown up with or heard before in the sense that uh, uh, I didn't say anything about a rapture. Um, That that is a distinction that I will make. Um, Some, the, 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 the dispensational premillennial view uh, talks about how uh, Jesus will come at the beginning of a tribulation period and the church will be raptured out for seven years and then he's going to come back again after that seven years. Um, well, that's different from the view I hold, but that's okay. If you hold that view, 
it's okay. You can still come here and I'm not going to try to, you know, say, well, you're wrong because of that. No, um, we can hold different views about the end times. These things haven't happened yet. And Christians disagree about those things. So I want to say that up front. Again, just like last week, I said, uh, be Bereans. Let's, let's look at the text of Scripture. Let's, let's search the Scriptures daily to see if these things are so. And ultimately, while we may differ on the details, we get the main point. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming, and one day when He comes, He's going to wipe every tear from our eye, and He's going to put all of His enemies under His feet. There will no longer be any sickness or death or crying or pain, but He will be here, and we will be in paradise. That's what matters. He is coming physically, bodily. He will come with the clouds, and every eye will see Him. I think we agree on that. Let's go ahead and look at our text, beginning in verse 29, and we'll we'll go through verse 35 today. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light and the stars will fall from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn, and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great authority, and great glory, and he will send out all his angels with a loud trumpet call, and they will gather his elect from the four winds from one end of heaven to the other. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as the branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, know that summer is near. So also, when you see these, all these things, know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. Lord, sometimes things in your word are confusing. Uh, Sometimes things are, are difficult to understand. Lord, I pray that you would help us to have eyes to see and ears to hear. Lord, give our minds enlightenment so that we may understand what your word has to say to us. Lord, give us grace as we, understand, as we listen to one another and as we talk about these things. Uh, Lord, help us, uh, Lord, to, to live with one another in, in love and unity. Uh, even whenever we, we, when we look at these texts, we come to different conclusions. Father, we love you and we ask that, um, uh, Lord, you would comfort us with these words. Comfort us with this fact that you are coming again. Lord, we love you. Give me grace as I preach your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. The text begins immediately after the tribulation of those days. Well, here it is. Tribulation. What do we mean by this? The after the tribulation of those days. Um, 
As I said, there is of you, which some of you may hold, some of you probably hold, that there will be this period of tribulation in the future. Uh, and, and you probably, if you do hold this, that you, you probably believe that our, the church won't be here for that. That we'll be gone. Uh, that's different from the view that I hold. Um, I, would, I would hold um, that this tribulation is the one that it's, being, it's talking about right here in this text. And, and the tribulation I think that it's talking about is everything from the, the, uh, the, the ascension of Christ from whenever he went up into heaven until he comes again. Um, I, I did so, a little bit of research just to try to find where in the Bible it may talk about some kind of a seven years of tribulation. And I couldn't find it. Now, maybe if you find it, you show me and, and let me know. I, I did see uh, there's a place in Daniel where this interpretation comes from, where it talks about a time and times and half a time. Um, and, and some have, have, uh, have, have saw that this seven years of tribulation comes from from that text and i i i don't know if i'm wrong then maybe that's the case um but i i think what seems to fit with what matthew 24 is saying is he's talking about everything from his ascension to when he comes again jesus said we will experience trouble in this world in this world you will have trouble but i'll bring you my peace we experience trouble of various kinds. We expect to have all kinds of trials and tribulations in this life. Uh, I don't think that the, the tribulation is something that we are afraid of, of looking forward into the future, but it's something that we are living through right now. And it, sometimes it's gotten hard and sometimes it's a little bit easier, but every Christian if you're going to live for Jesus, you're going to face tribulation and trials. And it's been that way since the ascension, and it'll be that way until he comes again. Now, Jesus, he says here, immediately after that tribulation, and, and I think we have to, to, to look at this whole section up until now, from verse 4 up until verse 28. Some of what he's talking about is the destruction of Jerusalem. Some of what he's talking about here is, is how bad it gets at that time whenever uh, Jerusalem is surrounded by the armies of the Romans and they come in and they destroy the temple and, and, and how bad it is during those times. And some of it is talking about general things that we all have experienced from the ascension until he comes again. Things like there will be false prophets and false teachers. That's always happened ever since he went into heaven. There will be wars and rumors of wars. Again, that's always been happening since his ascension and until he comes again. Earthquakes and natural disasters and all of those things. Those things are, they have happened and they will continue to happen as reminders. When we see those things, we need to think, Jesus is coming. He said these things are going to happen and they're reminders, he's coming. We're reminded when those things happen, it's close. It's close. The next thing he says, oh, my page flipped and I didn't see it. 
in those days, after the tribulation of those days, after that, after this period from the ascension until his coming, after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of heaven will be shaken. At the end of this period, all of this time, this tribulation that we live in every day and that Christians have experienced since he went into heaven before, all of this time, when it has ended, there will be cataclysmic changes in nature. The sun will no longer shine. The moon will not give its light. Things that you couldn't imagine... And some people talk about that as, as some kind of a, a symbolic language about, I don't know, maybe, maybe they're right, but I, I tend to think that if this is coming right at the coming of Christ, I think it may be very literal. That, he is, he is, that, that, that the sun won't give its light anymore. Whether that's through you know, clouds and deep darkness that cover so that we can't see through our atmosphere, I don't know what it's going to be like. But it's going to be a kind of an ominous feeling for everyone. The sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then, when that happens, will appear in heaven the sign of the Son of Man. I think that's talking about Jesus will return visibly in glory. The sign of the Son of Man. We think back to Daniel passage, uh, Daniel chapter 7. The Son of Man is coming with the clouds. We see that. And here is the same language. The sign of the Son of Man. And uh, then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming with the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. You know, at His ascension... When Jesus ascended into heaven, the disciples were all standing around and they were looking up into the sky and there was these two angels that come along and they said to the disciples, what are you guys looking at? Don't you know he's going to come back the same way you saw him go? He went up into the clouds. He's going to come back with the clouds. We see in the book of Revelation chapter one. Now look this up. There's a similarity here. In verse 7 it says, Behold, He is coming with the clouds. It says this in Revelation chapter 1, verse 7. Behold, He is coming with the clouds and every eye will see Him, even those who pierced Him, and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of Him. That sounds like what we see here in Matthew 24. All the tribes of the earth will wail on account of Him. Here it says, Then will appear the sign of the Son of Man and all the tribes of the earth will mourn when they see the Son of, the Man, uh, Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven and with power and great glory. Why will all the tribes of the earth mourn? His time's up. The gospel has been preached to all nations at this point. The gospel has been preached to all nations. They have had the opportunity 
They have heard the Gospel. They have rejected the Gospel. Now Jesus has come and there's no denying it. And they will wail because it's too late. They've rejected the time, the offer, and they will mourn. There will no longer be any excuse. Not that there is any excuse, as Romans tells us. Verse 31, And He will send out His angels with a loud trumpet call. The trump will sound. 1 Corinthians tells us that on that day the trumpet will sound and the dead in Christ will rise. And those who rise first and those who are alive and remain will be caught up to meet Him in the air. He's going to gather all of His elect, all the believers from the four winds. Here by the four winds, that means the four points of the compass. North, south, east, and west. He's going to gather all of His elect, all of his, all of the believers from every direction, from every tribe, tongue, and nation will be gathered together to meet Him in the air from one end of heaven to another. Jesus is coming. And when He comes, everyone's going to see Him. We can look back at the last passage from last week. It said, so they say, um, I'm sorry. For as the lightning comes from the east and shines in the west, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. Nobody's going to miss Him. When He comes, it may, it may be in one direction, but you're going to see it everywhere. It's going to be unmistakable. It's going to be obvious. And those who are lost are going to mourn. They're going to wail because it's too late. But He is coming for His people to gather them together where we will no longer have any more suffering. Verse 32. Jesus then changes. He shifts and He tells us a parable. He says, From the fig tree learn this lesson. As soon as its branch becomes tender and puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things, know that He is near at the very gates. This is this lesson from nature. When you see the branches become tender, you know it's coming. Summer summer is near. Springtime right now, you go outside... The, the trees are starting to get life into them again. I've got a little orchard in the backyard. We've got uh, a few trees, some plum trees and some peach trees. And, and uh, uh, you know, it, they look dead during the winter. They get tender and they start putting on some leaves in the springtime and we know summer's coming. Summer's coming. In the same way, when you see these things... When you see these things, what things is he talking about? We see things like false teachers, false prophets. We see things like wars and rumors of wars. When we see things like he talks about here in Matthew 24, we know he's coming. He's coming. When we see all these things that are tragedies, things that that we think it's a reminder He's coming. He's near. He's right at the door. It's been that way since He ascended into heaven. When His disciples, after the time of 70 AD, whenever they'd already seen the destruction of the temple, 
Once they had seen that, and they experience all the suffering and the trials that they go through, they know all of those trials, all of those disasters and wars and rumors of wars, all of those things, when they see those things, they remind us, He's coming. He's coming. Verse 34, Truly I say to you, this generation will not pass away until all these things take place. I think this is talking about not His coming when when He comes in in verses 29 through here where we've been... I think this is talking about the tribulation. This this tribulation, this general tribulation that that all all believers experience from His ascension until He comes again. And the, the, the believers that were standing there in front of Him were going to experience and see in their generation the destruction of the temple, which it talked about in some of the middle verses that we've looked at up until now. They'd see the destruction of the temple, and they would begin to see these signs of the times that He is coming. We are in the last days. Basically, the next event on the calendar of end times is His coming. We don't have to wait for anything else. He could come tomorrow. He could come today. He could come next week. He could come next year. He could come ten years from now. He could come a hundred years from now. Honestly, He could come a thousand years from now. And it's still close. A day is like a thousand years and a thousand years is just a day in God's timeline. It is close. We see these signs, they remind us He is coming. He is coming. He is close. Hold on. It gives us strength to keep going. When we know He's coming, that's how we keep going. That's how we don't give up because we know He's coming. And finally, Jesus ends this passage, verse 35. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. You know, Jesus here is claiming the same authority as Scripture itself. Because He's the one who inspired Scripture. The Psalms say that the words of the Lord abide forever. That the grass withers and the flower fades, but the word of the Lord stands forever. And what Jesus here is saying is, the earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. He's saying His words have the same authority as Scripture itself. When, he, when we hear His promise, it's close. We can have confidence in that. He is close. He is coming. He is near. So when we face struggles in our lives, when we face things like cancer, when we face various tribulations, when we face 
people mocking or ridiculing us because of our faith in Christ. When we see false teachers, when we see disasters and wars in this world, let us be reminded He's close, He's near, He's coming for us. Thank you for listening to this message from Redeemer Baptist Church of Panama. For more information, please visit us at RedeemerBaptistPanama.com or you can like us on Facebook.